honesty, passion, experience. It's Timberwolves Explosion, hosted on the Paladino Live Network. And now, your host, Paladino Joey. Hello again, Timberwolves fans. Are you ready for the explosion of Timberwolves basketball? I am your host, Paladino Joey, or Joey Awajan. Timberwolves Explosion is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podman, Spotify, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio, Audible, Stitcher, Double Twist, and I'm sure some other oddities out there. Maybe I should get it on Odyssey, I guess they call it, with an A. (laughs) Sounds like the, the old, old video game system, the Odyssey. But yes, it's a great pleasure to be back on board with you once again today, talking Timberwolves basketball. Thank you always for being a part of this show, and because you guys honestly make it possible. Uh, with that said, the Timberwolves, well, they had some good moments, some bad moments. It's kind of like, uh, kind of like been that kind of season. Couple wins, couple losses. It's uh, the way it is. Two wins, two losses in four games. <laughs> And we got four games coming up, including OKC again tonight. Hopefully the Wolves are able to pull that one off. Let's get to the Utah game right away. New Year's Eve, pardon me. Since there's four games, you better get rolling. Happy New Year, Happy New Year. Yeah, we said Happy New Year about 450,000 times on December the 31st. I think we got the point. Yeah, I think we got the point. And I, and I don't hate it as much as it may sound when I was ranting about it on Facebook. I, sometimes things get to me, and I can't get out of my way. You know what I mean? It's just, ugh. Yeah, I don't know. When people repeat themselves like 400 million times, okay, but then again, look at me. I'm a hypocrite. Timberwolves win 120 or lose 120 to 108 to the Jazz. Timberwolves are doing okay, kind of hanging in there, hanging in there. And then a 21 to nothing freaking gosh darn run by Utah. Pretty much like stuck the dagger and twisted it and started it on fire. Here we go. Come on. It brought my piss to a boil. Let, let me let me tell you, that was like, come on. We were hanging in there. We were doing all right. And then kablooey. It was like no defense. No defense. No offense. They suck. Yeah, as a old, old, old classmate would say back in the day. Yeah. Well, I mean, certain guys played well. Nice numbers. Nice stats. But then there was the stat of stats. Donovan Mitchell, you were the store of stars on this night. It's a game of stars, as uh, David Stern, the late David Stern would say. 39 points for Donovan Mitchell. That's all. Just 39. That's, that's all. You know. And again, that 21 nothing run just made me sick. And Rudy Gobert gets under my skin at times. Oh, you know, I would love to have him on the Timberwolves. He's he's like he's, he's like Patrick Beverly. You just when he's on your team, you just love him. You embrace him. You embrace him. You want him on your team until he retires. You know, just play until you're 45. You know, be be a Tom Brady. You know, <laughs> play till you're 45. And you know. Never go away. We love you. It would be that way if Rudy Gobert was the Timberwolves center, you know, alongside Carl Anthony Towns. Unfortunately, no. Nas Reed and Rudy Gobert was kind of a back and forth thing. Uh, Nas Reed was getting beat up a bit because Gobert is a pain in the ass to deal with. He only had four blocks in the game, 16 rebounds. Wolves couldn't rebound for their life down the stretch. Greg Monroe, one of his final games at the Wolves, as he's going to sign a 10-day contract with the... Uh, the heck is that? Sorry. Ugh. <laughs> he's gonna go. He's gonna go back to Washington. Basically, he was with Washington's G League club, 
it was almost like we just borrowed him. Oh, can we borrow him for a couple of games and then we'll you know and then he'll go right back. Yeah, that's basically what happened. And he ended up with the, uh, the the Washington Wizards apparently. So I was a little sad about that. I like Greg Monroe. I you know and it's like I remember talking about him, studying him in the draft eleven years ago, 10, 11 years ago. It was really fun. Even like the year before he was drafted, fun to keep up with. And then just it didn't happen. <sighs> Royce O'Neal, yeah, he's one of those fantasy guys you sign. He didn't do anything. <laughs> it's kind of funny. He had basically nothing in the game. But it was just Jordan Clarkson. You saw me cursing my head off. I mean, the guy's shooting percentage is like in the 30s this year. But when he plays the Wolves, it's like 50%. At least it feels that way. Yeah, I mean, 8 of 18, but he made all the shots down the stretch during that stupid-ass run. 8 of 18 isn't good, and he missed all of his threes. It, I thought he... I thought he was better. It certainly looked better. You look at his stat sheet compared to actually watching the game. It's like, oh, that's it? <laughs> Same with Bogdanovich. Like, he kicked our butts. You know, his numbers look good in some ways, and he couldn't make a shot for the most part, but he made all of his threes, or excuse me, he made half of his threes. Crazy to think Utah only made 11 three-pointers in the game and shot 47% overall, not from three, less than 40% from there. And still, you know, they, it's just it just shows you the Wolves were... Hanging in there, Utah wasn't playing that hot, and then the Jazz said, bleep you guys, get off our court, and that's pretty much what happened. Uh, Malik Beasley actually had one of his, uh, he kind of did, but then, he kind of did. Overall from the floor, 8 of 16, you think 50% from your shooting guard? Can't beat it. 6 of 14 from downtown? Come on, dude. Come on. <laughs> 6 of six of 14? That's That's horse crap. Anthony Edwards returns from COVID and all that, or whatever you want to call it. Yeah, COVID. Okay, I know. I'm just teasing. Yeah, he was all over the place as well. Kind of the the old heat check, old heat check Anthony. <laughs> there's Anthony Edwards, the one I love, and then there's heat check Anthony, which has got to just, oh, let's see. Let's see. I'm going to keep trying. Okay. Oh, I missed. Okay. All right. I got this. Oh, I missed again. All right. I got it. Man, what the hell? <laughs> That's kind of what it's been like sometimes when he's on one of those nights where he just keeps launching threes like he's, you know, Ray Allen or something. Um, when he does get hot from downtown, it's great. And it's not like he shot that poorly in the game. It's just he wasn't all that great. He wasn't all that efficient, but he did wind up with 26 points. But in a game you give up a 22 nothing run, 26 points doesn't feel all that great. It... Uh, uh, and, that, you know, that's kind of what it felt like to me. Just, uh Jalen Noel didn't shoot well, and he's a guy that I'm going to tout and tout and tout because I love Jalen Noel. I'm trying to think who he reminds me of. You know, he's a little bit of D'Angelo Russell, yeah. And, you know, like uh, Ben Beacon was comparing him to D'Angelo Russell and uh, Anthony Edwards. I see a little bit of Chauncey there, too. I actually see a little bit of Chauncey Billups. Maybe not as clutch, but maybe. Maybe he is clutch. <laughs> he has a little bit of that. Uh the way he attacks the rim is pretty impressive for a guy that you can see who can get absolutely hot, you know, from downtown at times, even though he's inconsistent from downtown. The ability is there, certainly. But when he attacks the rim, his athleticism is really something. So I'm a huge Jalen Noel fan. Really appreciate what he does. Let's try to move on to the next game. But again, that 22 nothing run, just not a not a good way to end 2021. But yeah, 2021 into 22. Utah was ringing in the new year with a 22 nothing run. Hey, isn't that cute? All right, let's go to Crypto.com Arena. Looks like the city of Los Angeles feels the same way I do about Crypto.com, huh? How I keep plugging it on this show because, well, I'm, I have an account and I would like you guys to join it. Uh, obviously, I put the link, the referral link in the show description. 
Come on, guys, join on board. Not, nobody from Trimble's Explosion has joined that I know of, but maybe. Uh, $25 each, join it. So I guess that's the plug right there. Crypto.com, I'll probably use that. <laughs> I'll just do it as I do the, the Laker and the Clipper games in Los Angeles. And then the plug is right there versus uh, doing it in between the uh, segments and such. <clears throat> this was a little different, a little different Laker team. Uh, Nas Reed got off to an awesome start. He kicks a major butt. And then LeBron James was on Nas Reed, and it was just a different story. LeBron James played center. It's like Magic Johnson back in 1980. Kareem uh, turns the ankle, and <laughs> Magic plays center and scores 42 and clinches the game in Philadelphia to beat the Sixers and win their first NBA title since uh, the early 70s with Jerry West and co. That was the beginning of the 80s Lakers, the Jerry Buss Lakers, the Magic Kareem Lakers with no Kareem on the court. Dwight Howard and Jordan Howard didn't play. So, yeah, there you go. See? See, see, they didn't play. So, LeBron started at center. And also, they kind of suck. <clears throat> they they kind of suck now. I'm just being honest. I'm You can tell I'm not a huge fan of either one of them anymore. I uh, never really was, actually. Wayne Rain Ellington didn't suit up. Kind of an incomplete, kind of a weird lineup where they keep changing players out, in and out. This guy plays, this guy doesn't play. But I guess that's basketball. Uh, that's pretty much the story. But the Lakers, uh, the game just changed dramatically when LeBron James went on Nasrit, who was absolutely fantastic. He's like, I don't have to deal with Rudy Gobert anymore. This is awesome. Uh, and he took advantage of Stanley Johnson. LeBron James is actually guarding uh, Anthony Edwards, or Anthony, Anthony Edwards, uh, Vanderbilt, pardon me, who uh, obviously his points are reduced, but he still wound up with 12 rebounds. Anthony Edwards, uh, well, he was mediocre in the game. He missed a lot of shots. Looked like he was struggling a bit, unfortunately. Jalen Noel, very awesome off the bench, to be quite fair. But it was nice to see Nasri dominating Stan Johnson for a while there. But then the Lakers just said, wait a minute. LeBron, you can stop this guy. You're, you're, you know, Even though he's a good player, you're a big physical son of a guy. You're one of the smartest players in NBA history, like Magic Johnson. And, well, what happened? <laughs> what happened? <laughs> exactly, that's what happened. The Lakers won the game. The Lakers won the game, and there's no sweep. So Tanae and me and Tanae uh, Brown out of New Zealand are like, ah, so so much for the sweep. We, we can't pull the brooms out. <laughs> it's just funny to think sweeping a team with LeBron James on it, a team called, you know, and I don't know. Um, my biggest dislike of the game was not the fact we lost. It's not the fact that uh, we didn't look so good. We were sloppy and had a ton of turnovers. It's the fact the Lakers are wearing those nasty white uniforms. I'm sick of them. Get rid of those. Burn them. Okay, don't burn them, but just just discontinue. Stick with the gold. Maybe, yeah, the gold, the purple. Maybe you have some, yeah, and then those those uh, baby blue city ones are really, really, really nice. They look like the 60s Los Angeles Lakers when they first got there. Do they still have that Minneapolis vibe to them? But, yeah, the, the early 60s LA Lakers with that sky blue, you know, look awesome. Absolutely beautiful uniforms with the words Los Angeles in cursive. That's, those are Lakers jerseys. These white ones gotta go, and they've been around since what 2003, when the Wolves had their first uh, home court advantage in a postseason, and of course it was the Lakers. And who won the series? Who won the series? Yeah, I I know, I know. And they went on to uh, I forget if they what was that 03? That was when the Spurs won the championship over the Nets. So yeah, yeah, my memory's decent. They beat the Nets. That was a pretty boring finals to say the least. Lakers just weren't ready to win a title that year again. In fact, they weren't ready to win anymore. They'd already three-peated. So, oh well, bummer, dude. <laughs> Nets back-to-back finals losses. 
Oh, there I go, drifting off into like 20 years in the past again. But um, love Patrick Beverly's game. Just you know, he he does he does a little bit of everything. And again, the mentality he brings to this court to this team. Again, I never want to see him go. Please keep Patrick Beverly until he's just like I can't play anymore. But I'll be one of your assistant coaches, and maybe even a head coach someday if that's what he wants to do. But he can at least be an assistant, no doubt. Uh, Noel and Beverly were the two positives, and Reed, of course, Nas Reed, especially early in the game. The first three quarters, first two, first half was just beautiful. Um, 10 of 17. I, I I like when Nas Reed plays inside. He, sure, he can shoot the three, but keep keep it to a minimum. You know, like two two to four attempts a game. I mean, four attempts aren't going to kill me, but don't hang out on the perimeter, Nas Reed. I mean, when you play inside, you know, and you, you have some catch and shoot threes here and there, momentum plays, I'm cool with that. But if he's just kind of hanging out on the perimeter, like, you know, when, when Carl Anthony Towns does that, I, I just get this itch, you know, where I'm like, ugh, ugh, where you start scratching your head, like, get inside, please. We can't have everybody just hanging out on the perimeter. That's like garbage, man. So I, I, I love when Nasri plays inside and takes advantage of a smaller player or an inferior player, and Nas did a heck of a job, but LeBron, again, did what he did, unfortunately. And the Lakers win 108 Two one o three. L.A. does not allow the Timberwolves to sweep them. <laughs> and who knows? Maybe the series will wind up tied. Maybe the Lakers are figuring things out. They're back to 500 as they were not at 500 last time the Wolves and Lakers played. And the Lakers looked like crud. Uh, they, they need to do something, though. That management has, has, has a job to do as we head closer and closer to the trade deadline. I'm talking to you, Rob Pelinka. Los Angeles Lakers general manager, play, personnel director, right? As Flip Saunders would call them. Trade D'Angelo uh, Russell. Trade Russell Westbrook. Trade Russell Westbrook. Trade him. If it's a bag of chips, whatever. Trade Russell Westbrook. I don't care about his glitzy numbers. I don't give a rat's ass about his about his uh, triple doubles. He could get 700 triple doubles, but he is a loser. He's never going to win anything, ever. He's a loser. Sometimes guys are just losers. You could put up numbers until the sky, <laughs> until the sky falls. It's you're, you're not going to win anything with players that don't have the right mentality, the right attitude. There's something rooted here that's not working, and and we need to change it. <laughs> Copyright Bill Guerin, Minnesota Wild. That's what Rob Pelinka needs to say. Something's not working, and obviously it's <laughs> Russell Westrick. I you know just like when Bill Guerin bought out Jack Parisi and. Uh, Ryan Suter, locally. Ryan Suter, very valuable defenseman, but was a locker room lawyer and was, frankly, not not a team player. Russell Westbrook, when's the last time he was a team player? Maybe in college, maybe. <laughs> Though I doubt it. <laughs> college players can be worse about that, actually, because they, they, they have a goal, <laughs> especially when they weren't getting paid, you know. Oh, they have, a, they have an agenda, you know. <laughs> Let's just be honest about that. Um, especially when, like, since 99% of them are one-and-dones. The ones that actually go to the NBA are one-and-dones. <laughs> About 99%. Okay, 90%. Russell Westbrook's got to go. I'm sorry. You've got to make that move. There's in, And, uh, you know, there's got to be somebody out there that can run the point, you know, without, you know, damaging the team. Obviously, he had a technical foul in the game. He takes bad shots. He doesn't, he just, he doesn't care. So something, maybe he does care, but something's not right. Something's not right about him. So I would say he's got to go. That's what Rob Palenka needs to do if the Lakers want to have a shot at winning a championship, which could still happen this year. It's not impossible. So that's a motivational speech for you, Vince Germano and your Laker club. Get rid of Russell Westbrook. 
gotta go gotta go i don't i, I <laughs> i've said enough okay let's move on <clears throat> I've, I've made my point. I, maybe you're sick of me already. I've never liked him. I, I've never liked him, and there's a reason why I haven't. Timberwolves Hangout at Crypto.com Arena. Hey, no, don't go anywhere, guys. We get to play the 19 and 19 LA Clippers now. Now we're going to drop them to the Lakers level, huh-huh? We're dropping you guys down to the Lakers level. What do you think of that? Okay, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I know, I'm just needling a couple guys out there that might like the Lakers. Yeah, just a couple. Anthony Edwards, it was a tale of two halves. Stunk in the first, was great in the second, so that type of thing. Jaden McDaniels continuing to put in some nice numbers. It's going to be almost impossible to pick a, uh, no, I think I have an idea. I, but, yeah, it's going to be tough to pick a uh, Lone Wolf Award winner, but I think I have a pretty good idea here. I'm staring right at him, and I'm not telling. I'm not telling. The Wolves, pretty much from the get-go, it, it, it looked hopeful pretty much from the get-go, the first quarter, the second quarter, the third you know, I mean, the, the Wolves led pretty much the whole way, and it was a wonderful feeling, to be quite frank. Patrick Beverly, 12 assists in the game. What a solid player. Anthony Edwards, again, awesome second half. It was fun to watch. Jaden McDaniels, 18 points off the bench. You know, he doesn't block as many shots as I thought. It seemed like last year he was blocking more shots. He was more active with that. Though he'll, he'll pop up and you get like four or five blocks here and there, but then it'll be like, Three, four games in a row is nothing. Uh, Amir Coffee had more than a cup of coffee. He uh, he drank a whole uh, he he drank a whole pitcher of punch in this one. <laughs> Twenty nine minutes for Amir Coffee. I know I'm going to make fun of that forever. Uh, nine points in the game. He looks okay. He looks like at least like he's a rotational player in the league. Of course, again, former Minnesota Gopher, and of course, son of uh, Richard Coffee, Minnesota Gophers legend. When they went to the uh, Elite Eight in 1990, way, way back in 1990, when I was a youngster, about 11 years old, and I had a brand new kitty cat coming in named Chloe, way, way back in the day, Richard Coffey, and now Amir in the NBA with the Los Angeles Clippers, who, again, they didn't look all that great, and again, there's no excuse, no Paul George, no Batum, who I don't even like, uh, no Luke Kennard, Kawhi Leonard has been out forever because of the ACL Zubak out with uh, health and safety protocols and the Timberwolves again still missing D'Angelo Russell and Carl Anthony Towns. They're kind of important. Uh, they were returning to competition reconditioning, which is understandable. I mean, you come out there after being, you know, who knows how inactive they were. You come out there, you might get injured. So obviously that's a good idea. Last thing we need is some, some freak injury to happen and it's adios amigo. Malik Beasley is mediocre as ever. Rashad McCants' uh, Rashad McCants's nephew, that's what I should call him from now on. I don't know. He's okay. He actually was okay in this game. He shot less, which I'm sure maybe he had a talking to. And he only played 20 minutes even though he started. Because Jalen Noel, well, he didn't shoot well either. Uh, he's not going to get any awards. Torian Prince had a fantastic game, 7 of 10. One of his best games of the year. In fact, I'd say probably his best game as a Timberwolf. Okogi probably took a bit of Malik's uh, minutes as well. It just wasn't too good. Jalen Noel he actually shot worse than Malik Beasley. That's kind of funny. He actually shot worse, but it was a presence on the court, no doubt with the assists and all that, and Patrick Beverly, 12 assists. He didn't shoot particularly well, but again, his overall presence and energy, and again, the 12 assists, he just led this team, and he is absolutely fantastic. Again, if he was a hockey player, he would at least have the alternate, uh, he, he would have the A on his jersey, especially if I was the coach. <clears throat> uh, Carl right now would have the C, even though I don't see him as a C. I think Anthony Edwards is the C. 
soon. But uh, and then obviously, uh, yeah, dare I say, D'Angelo Russell with the other A. Uh, it's a little risky business, but, <laughs> but yeah, Edwards would have nothing now, but very soon he's going to have the C, not just the A uh, at the end of the day. Pardon the rhyme there. Greg Monroe did not play in the game, even though the Clippers were playing uh, small ball. He figured take advantage of it, but the Wolves did not do that. Uh, and Greg Monroe, I think part of it was they're just sitting him out so he could be healthy heading to the Wizards. So he could get his next 10-day contract, I guess, and hope for the best with Washington. Good luck, Greg, and I'm going to miss you. I'm not kidding when I say that. Uh, Nathan Knight, I do think he's a rotational player. He's solid, but I, I don't know, limited minutes. With limited minutes, you don't see a whole lot out of him, unfortunately, but occasionally you do. In the last few games here, he hasn't done a whole a whole lot when he's been out there. Can't say he's been bad, but kind of not really, not super visible as far as I'm concerned. You know, we head on to the OKC game, which was just another game where the Wolves just kind of led the whole way. Fun, fun game. Though, again, OKC made it very interesting in the fourth, getting within two points in multiple occasions after the Wolves were just off to a blazing start in a 30-10 first quarter. The Wolves were up, what, 20-8 to eight at one point as well. Of course, that isn't as, as great as 30-10. to 10. But 20-8, to eight, it, was all, it was a good sign, obviously. You hope that Oklahoma doesn't go on some run and blow past us. But with their limited roster, I would hope not. Aaron, not Andrew, Aaron Wiggins. And he wasn't as dominated as Andrew Wiggins could be against the uh, Oklahoma City Thunder when he actually played against them. One of the few teams that uh, Andrew Wiggins would play super well against. Uh, it was Cleveland for a while because they, they, they traded me. They're evil. They traded me. Yep. Well, play good more often. That'd be great, especially being a number one pick in the draft. Show a little bit of uh, oomph, which, uh, yeah, that's another guy. Something rooted here. But uh, <laughs> the good news for him, he is... Yeah, he's been way better in Oklahoma or in Golden State. Pardon me. As they stare at Aaron Wiggins and think he's on Oklahoma, think Andrews on Oklahoma. Josh Giddy, what a nice little player, huh? He can shoot, and somehow as a shooting guard, he wound up with 15 rebounds in the game. What a nice little player. They're giddy about Josh in OKC. Shea Gilgis Alexander. I'm probably saying it wrong, but <laughs> Gilgis. I don't know. I don't care. <laughs> SGA. SGA is, uh, I, don't, I don't mean to be disrespectful, did not have a particularly good game, and that's one of the things that helped the Wolves cause. He shot 33% from the floor, kind of struggled. Mike Mustala, 3 of 11. Gosh, Darius Baisley, 3 of 12. Oklahoma really struggled from the floor. It was just brick, 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 brick. Oklahoma construction workers were bricking everything. Aaron Wiggins, 5 of 13. I mean, it certainly helped the Wolves cause, didn't it? That's why Giddy got four offensive rebounds and 15 total. There were a lot of rebounds to be had. <clears throat> Six offensive for Carl Anthony Towns and D'Angelo Russell, of course, both returned. D'Angelo shot like uh, Oklahoma players in this game, <laughs> 3 of 12. But what do you expect? Do you expect D'Angelo Russell to come out firing after being out for a while? I don't see that out of D'Angelo. He doesn't seem like the type. Uh, he just doesn't. Carl was, was okay, solid, didn't put up great numbers, still played almost 37 minutes. Won about 16 rebounds in the game. Didn't shoot well, didn't score well. Everybody sucked from three-point range. I mean, so much for those, uh, oh, I guess we, we would have gotten beef and cheddars. 12, 12 threes made, but 27%. We somehow made 12 threes because we shot 44 of them to get there. 27%. 20. So just, you know, it was a game that looked fun early on, and then, like, nobody was making anything. The quality of the play just went boo. And Nasrid, unfortunately, back to only 11 minutes, and it was kind of like Nathan Knight the other 
night <clears throat> with a whole lot of nothing. Yeah, a couple, maybe a basket, maybe a missed shot, a free throw, a, a, a rebound or two, but he did wind up with three blocks. Nasreed, which doesn't always happen, so good there. The Wolves are one of the better shot-blocking teams in the league, and Carl Anthony Towns did foul out in the game, being a little bit uh, sloppy and inconsistent coming in there. You know, you know, sloppy and rusty is what the, the correct word is. Malik Beasley comes off the bench, doesn't score a point. O of 8, O of 7, O of 8, O of 7. Seven three-quarters attempted from a guy that wasn't making anything. It's just, I don't know. I get tired of that after a while, but uh, I don't know. He's probably like, bleep this. I'm coming off the bench again. Yeah, yeah, I I guess so, because you're not as good as you think you are. And I like Malik Beasley, and when he's got a good energy to him, he's fun to watch, but when he plays like the way he did a lot of times this week, I'm not too impressed. With that said, let's pass out the awards and get moving here. So the show isn't uh, too long. Now we're already at 24 minutes here. So, which is kind of like the magic uh, ding, 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 in a way, invisible or you know, silent ding, ding, ding. Uh, Jalen Noel, okay, perfect from the floor in the game. And he just continues to provide good energy, good, uh, good, a little bit of everything, attacking that rim. Uh, I just love, I, I love Jalen Noel. Obviously, you don't want him to be like a full-time main dude all the time, but he, he can be. He's capable of it. I think he's a spot starter. Maybe he is a starter someday, but right now I wouldn't want to make him a full-time 82-game starter. But you get the idea. When he plays well, God, he is the best. He is wonderful to watch. Um, the Lone Wolf Award for this week is Patrick Beverly. 20 points in this game, 5-9 and nine from downtown. Beautiful energy and a plus 19, which is nice and everything. Vanderbilt a plus 21. Vanderbilt, I just love that guy too. I mean, there's some players on this roster that I really like. It's a very likable team. Whereas years past, it could be boring. Like Andrew Wiggins, eh. Or Anthony Towns, you know, with his speeches and all that. I, sometimes they're good. Sometimes I'm just like, okay, dude, you know, we're happy for you. You know, I mean, we're happy for you. <laughs> but at least he hasn't been screaming at the refs as much now. He's calmed down a bit, which is uh, a credit to him and to Chris Finch, who is a an excellent coach. The Johnny Flynn Memorial, it's, 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 it's Malik Beasley, no question about it. In fact, I would give it to him for the whole season. For what he is, for what he, for what he's, what his role, for what he's supposed to be, what he's being paid, and what he produces on a, unfortunately, more often than not basis, which is not good. Uh, Malik Beasley, Johnny Flynn Memorial, especially after that game, but he didn't shoot well most of the week. He had a couple of efficient little games mixed in, but never that great. Uh, shot selection drives me nuts. So there it is. That'll wrap up this four-game review of the last week. Wolves 2-2. Two and two. Let's see what happens next week. back here on Timber Wolves Explosion, segment number two, where we will move into 2022 a little deeper here. We play OKC again. We play the Sprockets all on the road. Yeah, this is a road trip now, four-game road trip, and then we host the Golden State Warriors uh, on the 16th, Sunday the 16th. So no game on Friday or Saturday next week. Interesting. So we're kind of cramming them all in here on Friday, Sunday, 
Tuesday, Thursday, that type of deal. Oh, Casey, we just played you guys, but we're going to beat you again. We're going to beat you again. Get the brooms out, guys. Pack you better, but watch out for Josh Giddy. It's funny. <laughs> he is leading the team in rebounding with 7.6. That's it. He's leading the team in assists as well. He's a nice little player, isn't he? I kind of like him. I kind of like him, even though he drove me nuts. Like, I want to win, damn it. Uh, <clears throat> no, no injuries for the Wolves. Somebody named Lucas Dort. Hey, Dort, with left knee soreness as of the 2nd of Jan, the most unpopular day of the year because everything's over. Not that, you know, Christmas, New Year, all that. Uh, Oklahoma's the worst team in the league in points per game, only 100 in this era. Crazy. Crazy. Rebounds, they're actually better than us, which is funny. So it's like more of a team effort in OKC. Fifth best rebounding team in the league, Oklahoma. Wrap your head around that. So total team effort there. Nobody really standing out there. 30th in assists and in points. So not a very good offensive team. 30th in field goal percentage. Gee, who would have guessed that? Gee, boy, did that was a... After watching that game, gosh, that's weird. I thought they were better than that. Uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> Timberwolves 27th as well after some awful shooting games this past week. 30th in three-point percentage for OKC. Just beat them, okay, guys? I don't care if it's in Oklahoma or Minnesota. We've had some wonderful success there. The, uh, it's, not, it's not like they have Russell Westbrook anymore or anything. Yeah, I, I know they were better with Russell Westbrook, but when he was by himself, though, he was, you know, yeah. Great stats. He, he sure gets those stats, boy. Get them triple-doubles. Shut up, Joey. You're an idiot. Look at his numbers. He's got like 19 triple-doubles. What are you, a moron? He's like Oscar Robertson. He's better than Oscar Robertson. He's better than Magic. You're a moron, Joey. Shut up. Shut up. No, no, I'm not going to. I'm not going to shut up. <laughs> not about that. OKC is 1-4 and four in their last five, only beating the New York Knicks by 15. That's actually pretty good on New Year's Eve. Otherwise, they got beat by 6 by Sacramento. Beat by a lot versus Phoenix. Looks like uh, 18 points. Yuck. Oof. <laughs> beat by Dallas by 9 and beat by Minnesota most recently by 8. We just talked about that, didn't we? Timberwolves, of course, 2-3 and three in our last five. We had a three-game losing streak. And mixed in, we were, what, uh, one out of our last six leading into that, but yeah, we're a very streaky club, like look at this, www.lllll, what the heck, it's up and down, Timberwolves back on another winning streak, hopefully we can pick up a few games this week, Timberwolves will beat the Oklahoma City Thunder, I think Anthony Edwards has a special night tonight, I got a sneaky feeling, Anthony Edwards will be the, the star of the game, upper 20s, low 30s, but the Wolves end up winning final score, not high scoring, 108 to 100, Timberwolves beat OKC, Moving right along to the sprockets. Let's win some games, guys. Let's win some games. Uh, let, don't screw around with the sprockets. And again, more and more reason why to not like Malik Beasley are his idiotic uh, comments after games in the past. Where oh we we were just got we just you know we're a little overconfident in this one. You know we got little we were happy because we we'd been winning some games lately. <laughs> and that led to uh, again uh, John Krasinski's rant on Dan Barrero. That was last spring. He was. You know, it was embarrassing, those two Houston games last year. What success have you had? <laughs> you know, some of the worst, worst basketball of all time. And that's saying a lot, because I've been watching basketball for over 30 years, folks. Season series will wrap up. It's a three-game ditty. Season series will wrap up on April the 3rd, of course. January the 9th is the, uh, the, <laughs> the middle of the game, I guess you could call it. They are the worst team in the league with turnovers are Houston. That sounds about right. I remember last year pretty well. <laughs> they can't shoot. They can't shoot free throws. 
Three-run percentage, they're okay with 18th. Field goal, they're fit. They're 19th offense overall. They're actually tied with us, 14th. That's funny. Our magic number of 108. I actually went with the averages against the OKC Thunder without even kind of... I kind of realized it and kind of didn't. 108, 100. I'm like, wait a minute. That sounds familiar. <laughs> yeah, Wolves have to beat OKC. Wolves got to beat this Houston team, too. No, we're not good protecting the ball either. 27th with the turnovers. Just sloppy. Um, but the Wolves need to take advantage and beat this club. They're not good. They're not as good as us. It's a road game, which can be a pain in the butt sometimes. It's a weird roster. It's like, who are these guys? I don't know. You tell me. Of course, I've heard of some of them. Eric Gordon. Eric Gordon. I mean, I thought he... You'd think he retired like five years ago. But no, Daniel Theus, too. Wow. K.J. Martin, not Kevin Martin. Kevin Martin played with them for a while. D.J. Augustine still playing. Wow. I mean, he might not... He, he must not be as old as I'm thinking. But I don't know. I've been watching basketball too long. Houston is 1-4 in, in their last five. Losing to the Lakers... The Heat, the Nuggets, the Philadelphia 76ers by 20. Yuck. And then they beat the Washington Wizards on the road. Actually, fairly impressive. 114 to 111. No John Wall in the lineup for the... Uh, <laughs> I don't even know where he is anymore. It's kind of gotten to that point with John Wall. Like, does he exist? No idea. Christian Woods leading the club in scoring. He's averaging a double-double. Good for him. Almost a blocker game. Come on, block some shots, man. Jalen Green, obviously solid player as well. 16 points a game. Eric Gordon, wow, still 46% from downtown. Still providing that little spark. Man, he was in the league when I started podcasting. I believe that was, yeah, he was with the, he once upon a time, he was with the, uh, they were called the New Orleans Hornets at the time. Yep, they were the New Orleans Hornets. Uh, and wound up with the Clippers. Unless I'm all mixed. Yeah, yep, wound up with the Clippers. Had a nice run. Went back to the Clippers. Now he's on Houston. He was on Houston before, too, a long time ago. for Well, for an extended period. Now he's back there again. I don't know. I don't know what to think. I remember Daniel House. Now there's Daniel House Jr. I don't know. Wolves need to take advantage to get the win here. I sure, certainly hope so. Last time we played, the final score was 124-106. This one is on the road, and the next one's on the road. So that, that obviously can be tough. Wolves have potential to be a pretty good road team, and we're full strength, supposedly. Carl Anthony Towns will lead the club with 30 and 15. He's going to have a strong, strong night. Big night. It's going to be his first good game in a, in a you know, since it's returning. D'Angelo Russell will provide some energy. I think he gets in the, in the mid-upper 20s as well. I think it's going to be the two main guys, the two veteran, young veteran leaders of this team that will lead the way, and the Wolves end up winning. Final score of 120 to 110. Wolves win by 10 over the Houston Sprockets as we attempt to move along here. Next opponent, next opponent is the New Orleans Pelicans. Wolves have a chance to go on a pretty juicy winning streak here. I can see where it could end very quickly, though. <laughs> yeah, we'll come back to that very quickly. And it's not just Oklahoma, or excuse me, Golden State. I've, for per, I'm never going to get that out of my head. Oklahoma and Golden State are like twins to me for some reason, and they shouldn't be. New Orleans did beat Minnesota once this year. This is actually the rubber match of the series. Pelicans actually lead the season series, which is ridiculous. How the heck do you manage that? The Wolves won 96-89 in kind of a lackadaisical effort at the beginning. Then we, it was like 107-98, to 110-96. I know Chris Fitch was irate after both of those, and players all over the team were furious, and they should be. That's bullcrap. That's, that's bullcrap. Like, what, what, what is that? So... 
let's win this rubber match January the 11th, Tuesday next week. Uh, I mean, there's just, there's no freaking excuse here. Absolutely none. <clears throat> and if obviously their star player is not around, so it is what it is. Brandon Ingram has some unbelievable moments. He had some huge performances against the Wells Velen. Sure, is a pain in the ass. Devontae Graham has some nice moments. Josh Hart, he's still playing. And then uh, Hernan Gomez's brother is out there as well. Kind of funny. It's a funny team, and I don't mean it in a bad way. They're just not good. It's a weird roster. They're like 24th, 26th in everything except rebounds. They're 4th in rebounding, which is really good. 10th in assists, which is impressive. But everywhere else, they're just, it's, they struggle in a big way. Um, 24th in points, 24th in three-pointers. You know, they, they don't block a whole lot of shots. They're good with assistant turnover and free throw percentage and assists. So they're good with the, the other intangible things. Rebounding is a big thing, and that did cost the Wolves in the past. Hopefully Minnesota shows up to play and gets the job done and ties this series up. I think the Wolves will win their fifth game in a row versus the New Orleans Pelicans, as we are in the ninth seed right now. We would be in the uh, bubble or whatever they call it, the little play-in play -in game, play-in tournament, so to speak, before the actual like real playoffs, the, the series playoffs. So it's it's playoffs, but it's not... It's playoffs, right? Jeez, <laughs> oh, I'm crazy. Uh, they're only 14 and 25 are the Pelicans. Wolves need to get the job done. I'm going to think they will, but it's going to be one of those weird... Low scoring, like 198, 199 type of nights. Leading score for the Wolves will be, <laughs> I think it's going to be somebody odd, like a Jalen Noel, maybe a, maybe a, maybe a Nasri, but somebody, no, not Nasri. He's probably not going to get enough minutes, unfortunately, for him. It's going to be somebody different. Somebody like a Jalen Noel is going to go off, but the Wolves win 100 to 99 and finally beat the Pelicans again and wrap up with a series tie. Which will make us feel slightly better, I guess. And then we play the Memphis Grizzlies. Zion Williamson, of course, again with the right foot fracture at the beginning of the year. Obviously, that's the star player I was referencing to. <laughs> oh, yeah. what is going on here? This doesn't even look right. Okay, let's try to refresh that. But we will be playing the Memphis Grizzlies, who have been playing great. Unfortunately, this is what's going to... Yeah, this is what I'm going to be looking at. Memphis continues to be on a win streak, six games in a row. If you know they've been playing absolutely fantastic of late, all the credit in the world for them. I believe it's six games in a row. Might be even more now. Obviously, they're undefeated in January so far. It's seven games in a row. Yep, that's what I thought. I wanted to verify before I messed that up. Damn it! Go back where you were, you schmuck. Yeah, they'll have played Golden State a couple of days earlier. Interesting. John Morant has been on an absolute tear. He's one, of, he's one of my favorite players in the league. They are number one in the NBA in rebounding. Number one, numero uno, is Memphis in rebounding. They're fifth in points. John Morant is a stud. 25 points a game, six and a half assists. Steven Adams, oh, he's a pain in the butt for Carl Anthony Towns. This matchup sucks. <laughs> it sucks. The Wolves will not win the game. Jared Culver's played in 15 games. He's now averaging four and a half. So, Jared, picking up the pace a little bit. Picking up the pace a little bit, Jared. You know, and God bless him. I don't want him to fail. I, I don't. I don't want him to fail. Uh, Tyus Jones, eight points a game, four and a half assists. He's been solid. He's had some nice moments, and he's been a big part of this winning streak. Steven Adams, the numbers aren't so great, but he has a headache to deal with, and he's, a, he's just an intelligent, tough New Zealander today. And Levi, New Zealander, obviously you guys knew that before me, probably. <laughs> probably, as he was coming up and all that. Um, and 
Jaron Jackson. I just love him. I, it's a it's a nice team, and Wayne Hunt has a right to be very proud of his club. Memphis, you're a good team. You're a good freaking team. I picked them to win their division, and what position are they in right now? Take a look at the standings in the Southwest Division. What place are they in? First, yes, 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 I'm right. Yes, I'm a genius. No, I'm not. But, uh, yes, it feels good to be right about something once in a while because I've made semi-bold predictions like that in the past, like Atlanta being like the third seed, and they were like the ninth, you know, they were out of the playoffs or whatever in the past when way before they had Trey Young or anybody like that because um, I've always liked the Hawks. Memphis, you know, it's like it's like a respect thing with them. They're kind of, I don't know who to compare them to in the past. Not, certainly not like the old Grizzlies, no. In, in a way, maybe. Sometimes they play some good, solid defense, this and that, but generally speaking, they are definitely a more offensive club than they were in the past. Dylan Brooks can be a pain in the butt, but he's been oft injured, off sick. I, I should know he's been on my fantasy team, sick or injured. Desmond Bain can be really good, obviously. He can be a huge factor, 42% from downtown. Jaron Jackson, I mean, I'm a huge fan. Two blocks a game. I love guys that block shots. John Morant, though, I got, man, what an absolute, what a franchise, you know, he, he's a franchise player, and it must feel damn good. I see Anthony Edwards getting closer and closer to a John Morant type with that uh, that mentality, that alpha mentality, the confidence without being an asshole like Steph Curry. You know, I just don't like, you know, yeah, confidence without being an asshole. I like players like that, you know, that are confident without, the, without going to the next level, you know. The NBA is filled with assholes. It's nice to have guys that are a little bit, you know, they're not humble necessarily. They're not. I mean, they're they're humble. They're humble enough, you know. They're humble enough. They they're confident in what they do, but they're not. You know, they don't go overboard. Um, Memphis wins the basketball game. Bottom line, final score. Let's see what was the series earlier this year. We did play them, right? And yeah, oh yeah, that's right. We Memphis. That was funny. One twenty-five to one one eighteen. The Wolves uh, blew it in overtime. I remember that Wolves actually were winning that game and then let it go. Uh, earlier in the year, and then a absolute demolition. It was the biggest loss of the year um, at the time, and then Memphis like went absolutely berserk later on. I don't think John Morant was even playing in that game. The one thirty-eight to ninety-five in favor of the Wolves. They're going to beat us this time, I guarantee you. And I'm not saying because I want that to happen. John Morant did play. That's right, he did. I remember being just shocked, like, "Wow, we really whooped their butts." And it was a total team effort and all that cute stuff. And then Memphis went absolutely nuts. They had the most points than anybody in forever. Like like a week later. Like, wow. They were like, we're, we're not going to be embarrassed anymore. And they've been good ever since. Memphis wins the game. Final score, 128. Yeah, that's that's usually how it is with them. They are intense. 128 to 115. I think they beat us pretty soundly by 13. Uh, best player in the game in this night will probably be Anthony Edwards, is my guess. I don't see Carl Anthony Towns having a great game against Steven Adams. He just doesn't. He's not good against those big, physical, burly dudes. He's just not. Um, or like super good defenders, which which separates him from being a, a first-team type of guy. I, I would love to see him as a first-team or second-team player. But if he if he's going to continuously struggle against the burly, against the big, physical, or really good defenders, well, you know, then maybe you're not the best center in the league. You're the best stretch four of all time, stretch five of all time, maybe. You're way up there, but we'll see. Um, at the end of the day, best shooting anyway, we'll say, in that sense. Um, but Memphis wins the basketball game. Wolves go 3-1 and one in four games. With that, we'll take a break and look at fan interaction. Let's hear what you guys have to say.
And we are back here on Timberwolves Explosion. Final segment, fan interaction. It looks like it's going to be a little bit quiet again, unfortunately. I need to be more active, but uh, really appreciate Tanae, though, for uh, interacting. Always, always appreciate it. Keep them coming. And um, Levi, Vince, guys, jump on board. Wayne Hunt, if you're listening, he's totally vanished, hasn't he? And so is the Courtside Podcast. But I'm going to keep, uh, oh, Sidney Portier died. Oh, no. 94 years old. Sidney Portier died today. Oh, man, that's a legend. Absolute legend. First black to win an Oscar. To win, not, not to win an Oscar for Best Actor, excuse me, that's a big Oscar. Not the first to win an Oscar, but Best Actor. That's like MVP, basically. <laughs> best, best, yep, that's like the MVP of the season, basically, right there. 94 years of age. What a nice long life, though. God bless Sidney Portier. Uh, we will now give Sidney Portier a moment of silence. God bless legendary actor Sidney Portier. Okay, let's get to the Twitter account because that's actually where I saw the trend. Oh, that's too bad. At TWolvesEX. At TWolvesEX is the <clears throat> Twitter account. Man, that's a big one, boy. Yeah, everybody knows who that is. If, if you're like, especially if you're like at least at least forty, you've you've, you've you know you've seen movies. Um, thank you guys for the retweets, Levi Brown, Tanae Brown, Levi and Tanae are out of New Zealand. Indy, Indy Angle by Ghost Squad with the retweet. They probably, I don't know if that's just an ad or something. And Vince, Vince Vinrock, Vince Germano, Courtside Podcast with Wayne Hunt and Stu Benson. I'm gonna keep plugging you guys. I'm gonna keep plugging you. Come back. Please come back. I'm like Magic Johnson pleading with Michael Jordan, you know, because we're, you know, we're both stars, right? We're we're both stars. Okay, I'm just kidding. Please come back to the NBA, Michael. Please. When Magic Johnson did that, remember, remember back in was it '94, '95? Please come back. Courtside, please come back. Miss you. Uh, they must be on hiatus, obviously. Uh, we we've all had hiatuses. I think this show's had like three month ones, maybe four, but uh, not too often. Thankfully, um, but occasionally, and obviously in the summer, it's usually like only once a month because of the busy schedule. And you know, this, you, there's not a ton to talk about, but you kind of gather it all together and do those off seasons. But during the regular season, nothing going on. That's heartbreaking. So I really miss you guys. I understand if you're busy, but um, hope you come back. Danae Brown, New Zealand, says I saw something the other day. How let's let's uh, backtrack to what he's replying to. Okay. I was saying Jalen Noel is a really good player. His athleticism is really something to go along with his shot when it's on. And of course, I'm not trying to make it about me. I'm trying to make sure I'm uh, on the on the right page here, so I know uh, who who we're talking about. Today responds with, "I saw something the other day, how he said not getting consistent playing time was good for him, so he could focus on the small things and more on defense when he did get game time." Him being Jalen Noel, of course. He's been very sharp of late, and yes, Jalen Noel has been very sharp, generally speaking. Uh, really appreciate everything Jalen Noel has brought to this team. Obviously, he's inconsistent at times, but there's just a different presence with him on the court now compared to the past. He's, at minimum, a rotation player that I would like to see getting 18 to 25 minutes, if not more, in the future. Jalen Noel, stick around. Keep it coming. You know, Keep it coming, Jalen. We really appreciate what you bring to the Minnesota Timberwolves. I do see a Chauncey Phillips. Um, yeah, there has just not been a whole lot of interaction. It's a bummer. But uh, again, really appreciate you, Thank you for being consistent at the very least. Um, 
I was posting on the Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash Timberwolves Explosion. Maybe I should have put this one on Twitter. I don't know. The Facebook's gotten real quiet. People liked it, but that's it. Uh, before NBA 2K, this screen got us charged, and that was the dunk scene on Double Dribble in the, in the late 80s NES game. Vince Germano and somebody else, it's not showing who it is. It shows two likes, but only one person. Okay. Great. That's Facebook is weird. Did you ever notice that? And then you got Greg Monroe expected to sign. 10-day deal with the Wizards. No response, Captain, that I could see anyway. So that's unfortunate. With that said, thank you guys always so much for listening to the show, telling your friends about it, sharing it. It's so deeply appreciated. I uh, can't say enough. I mean, I really appreciate everything you guys bring to the show. Hope to hear from you more and more often. Shows like, uh, I mean, guys like uh, Wayne Hunt, Vince Germano, Stu Benson, of course, Tanae and Levi. You guys are the greatest, absolute greatest. Tanae and Levi, uh, Brown out of New Zealand, Nicholas Simon. Really miss you guys. Haven't heard from you in a bit. So, uh, again, that would be great. Uh, I, did, I didn't I did mention Vigit. I should have mentioned that one earlier. The Vigit application, V-I-G-I-T. It's two separate words. Apple and Android. Uh, it works with both operating systems, of course. Apple and Android. I didn't plug this. Oh, I did. Apple and Android. It's basically like fantasy betting. It's social media for sports bettors. You can post about your picks, see what others are saying about games. Vigit Betting League's a month-long betting competition to see who the best sports better is over the course of a month. Free-to-play sports book. Bet free coins win real prizes. Betting stats. There's great information on the Vigit Lightline movement where the public is betting. And like I said, it's like fantasy. You're not using real money. You can use it as a cheat sheet, maybe if you are betting real money with something else. But it's also fun. You can compete against other people like, ah, look at look at this. you know. And you can actually win real prizes, kind of like the uh, NBC predictor application as well. Stuff like that. So <laughs> they're almost getting a free plug by, by default there as I say that. Um, final thing, please write a positive rating for Timberwolves Explosion on Apple Podcasts, Audacity, or Stitcher. Would really appreciate it if you could do that. It's getting a little bit lonely and stupid lately. Hasn't happened for a while, so if somebody could do that, we'd really appreciate it. Give you a huge shout-out and a thank you on air, even though I, you know, I won't be too dramatic, especially if you don't want me to be, because uh, some people don't like that, you know, so some people just don't. Um, but really could use your help. That would help this show in a lot. It makes it more attractive for potential listeners. There's a lot of weeds that have popped up over the years. You know, like, uh, this show might be a nice little flower in the garden, and all these big, big weeds popped up to kind of, like, to block out the sun. Could use a little help uh, helping this uh, plant grow a little taller again. <laughs> that would be nice. With that said, God bless all of you. Uh, Timberwolves have a chance to go on at least a five-game win streak here. Let's, let's do it. Let's go. Let's get into that playoff contention.